Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny will be interviewing globally acclaimed intuitive messenger Lee Harris. And the two of them will be discussing his latest work as well as Channel for the Z's, his regular energy updates, and even have a message from the Z's at the end of the show. And now I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. And good morning and welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, attorney turned life coach, Sunny Joy McMillan. And we're here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch us live, you can always access those show archives, which are found at 1150kknw.com. I also invite you to connect with me via Facebook. And um, I'm always there by my name. You can find me uh, by that way. But also, I'd like to uh, connect you with our show's Facebook page, which is Sunny in Seattle Radio. And if you follow that page, um, you will get updates to our upcoming guests so you can see what is going on on the show on any given week. Um, You can also find out more about me and my coaching practice at goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. And finally, you guys who've been listening for a while now know I am plugging my book, which uh, is being released. I guess it'll hit bookstores uh, in December 2018 or January 2019. In the meantime, I love giving away free copies of the book. And I actually have a um, landing page set up now um, so I have to give credit to Christina Petrie, uh, anybody out in Seattle who needs some website help. She is amazing. And she set up this page, unhitchedbook.com. Um, of course, the name of the book is Unhitched, Unlock Your Courage and Clarity to Unstick Your Bad Marriage. And if you'd like a free copy of that book, or if you or someone you know needs some support, Um, in an unhappy or unfulfilling marriage or going through a divorce, this book uh, will meet you where you are. And there are also some little uh, videos up that I have there that can help you um, learn how to deal with fear and answering the question of stay or go, all that good stuff. Um, And you can access all of that and the book at unhitchedbook.com. So without any further housekeeping, I'm kind of speeding through things because I am so excited uh, to introduce you guys to our guest today. Um, I'll just say that um, this guest has been on my radar for quite some time, and I've been trying, I wouldn't, uh, well, it just, um, he's been on my radar to get on the show, and it finally was perfectly, perfectly aligned to get him on now. Um, and I'm so happy to introduce you all to him. If you don't already know his work, I'm sure many of you do. His name is Lee Harris. Lee is a globally acclaimed intuitive messenger, a transformational leader, a musician, and an artist. He began doing intuitive readings out of his home in England in 2004 as a part-time healer. Now based in California, he has built his company, Lee Harris Energy, into the multimedia worldwide event company and production house it is today. Leading a 10-member international team, Lee is passionate about grounding creative spirituality into these challenging times. He is also determined to see people experience impactful and abundant lives while supporting each other through vibrant community. Leading a vibrant online community, Lee reaches hundreds of thousands of people every month. His monthly energy updates are wildly popular and offer practical guidance for navigating daily life with clarity, empowerment, and optimism. His acclaimed soul magic and energy mastery retreats and energy tune-up seminars held around the globe are adventures into the deepest aspects of living, loving, and awakening. Find out more at his website, which is leeharrisenergy.com, and Lee is spelled L-E-E, so leeharrisenergy.com. Um, and I also want to make you guys aware, I'm going to have Lee tell us a little bit more about this um, once I welcome him on, but um, he has a course available right now that I think will be of interest to many of you out there. Um, you know the topic of narcissism um, uh, has been coming up on the show a lot with several guests. Um, And of course, how this relates to empaths is very important right now, especially for the KKNW listening audience, many of whom identify um, as being an empath and and an intuitive. And Lee has a fabulous new course available called Empaths versus Narcissists. And if you're already knowing that you need to look at this, just go to his website, leeharrisenergy.com to the store, um, and you can find that course there. So that's leeharrisenergy.com forward slash store if you want to go just straight 
straight there. So, Lee, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I have to tell you, it's so funny. Um, I We're, of course, pre-recording this episode, um, and I am... As we speak, I just came off of a five-hour trip back from Nanaimo uh, in British Columbia at the Science and Spirituality Conference, and I spent my entire, uh, it's a ferry ride and a drive, listening to your work, and um, I just have to say, it's so funny, um, this conference was just magical. Of course, we've had Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton and Lynn McTaggart and Lee Carroll and Joe Dispenza, um, and I, you know, of course, I'm already levitating as I'm there at the conference. And last night as uh, things were wrapping up, or at least for me, they were, there's still some more events. Um, I was standing in line t- for the book signing um, and talked to this lovely woman. And I was just telling her, you know, I've got some very favorite channeled sources that I love. Um, but if you know of any others that are worth looking into, really, I'd love for you to share them. And she said, well, I can't think of any right now, but I'll stay in touch with you. And then, of course, I wake up this morning and I get to prepare for this show and I'm listening to Lee's channelings. Um, and he'll tell you more about his channeling work. And I just thought this is the answer to that question that I was oh. looking for. Um, you now have a new, I don't know, I don't want to say devotee because that kind of has that whole guru thing. But just there is someone who has remembered that they are in your soul family, Lee. And I'm so excited to um, really start following your work more in depth now. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And, and likewise, I think I think I shared with you just before we started here. You and I have a few mutual friends, and everybody raves about you. So I'm I'm thrilled to be here, and and I'm I'm really impressed with what you're doing to connect the dots for so many of us with your show. Oh well, thank you. Well, the feeling is very mutually. So <laughs> now that we've had our love fest, we <laughs> can dive into some questions. Um, so you know, for those who aren't familiar with you, um, tell us a little bit about how you came to the work that you do and how the channeling began. Yeah. So um, I, I guess. I'll start with how I came to the work that I do now and then tell you about the channeling because it's always interesting, isn't it? When you look back on your life in retrospect, you suddenly see things that when you're in them and living through them don't necessarily make sense. Yes. But now I understand that that so much of my struggles as a child and as a teenager really related to being a very sensitive child but not really understanding that I was or living in a world that knew how to serve that sensitivity. So I had a very powerful um, breakthrough when I was 16 years old and several things came together in my life. I'd been an addictive eater, so I was I was a kind of sugar addict from a young age. It was the way that I dealt with my overwhelming amount of feelings, which at the time I didn't understand was a level of empathy and intuition. Um, I just thought it was a problem. And so I was taken to Weight Watchers age 10 and went to various diet clinics in my teens. And then finally at the age of 16, because I was put into a different college that was much more expressive and creative and was also mixed gender. So I'd been in an all boys school for five years, which really wasn't the best environment for me. I had a breakthrough that collided with Oprah Winfrey, which probably is a story (laughs) that many people share. So I'm 42 now, so we're going back uh, 26 years when the Oprah Winfrey show came to England. And I was revising for my exams, age 16. And back then, before she was doing Super Soul Sunday, Oprah would mostly talk to the audience about what was going on in their lives. And people would talk about the pain of their divorce or the fact they weren't speaking to their sister and how they felt about it. So to me, all the lights went on. When I watched this show and I saw people talking about feelings, I felt like I could breathe. Mm. And I realized that so much of what I'd been dealing with was suppressed feelings. So that's kind of one half of of the work that I do with people now. And and one half of my life is, is owning the fact that I know I'm a sensitive person and that there are gifts that come with that. And there are challenges that come with that. And Um, For the most part, I have figured out how to generally uh, balance my sensitive side. And then, you know, like the rest of us, it's a daily a daily practice, particularly as the time and the energy is changing so much on the planet. We're all having to constantly adapt and shift. But the other side of the work that I do is the channeling. And that happened when I was 22 or 20. I think I was 23. I was on the London Underground going to my work, which at the time was working for a fundraising company. I'd had a very creative background. 
Um, I had left my work in theater as an actor, which is what I trained in. But I also wanted to do music at that point, and I wanted to direct film. But I, I took a fundraising job just to kind of have a steady job and, and live for a while. And um, it was when I was in that fundraising job, which clearly wasn't my destiny, even mm -hmm. though I was moving up the ranks pretty quickly and it was getting very comfortable for me to stay there. Um, I heard the voice of my guides in my head one day. And like anybody, I was skeptical. You know, I was like, hang on a second, is this schizophrenia? How come there's a voice in my head that I've never heard before? And I also didn't want to be a channeler because it was something I didn't mind other people being. But I, I kind of thought, wow, they, that must be a very odd life they have. Or I was also skeptical of channeling. I thought, well, why are people pretending to make up information when they could just claim it as their own? You know, I didn't really understand until it happened to me. And um, so, yeah, every day I would go home and um, write down questions for my guides and the answers they would give, give me just blew me away. And I could hear them in my head if I didn't write them down. But I found that if I wrote them down, I would remember them the next day and I would track them as the weeks went on. Mm. And I would start to see this pattern of the energy of not only my life, but things going on around me that suddenly made such sense. And um, yeah, long story short, a few friends found out I could do it. I helped them. And one of them suggested I do it for a living. And she uh, she had a newsletter for 300 people because she was a yoga teacher. And that's kind of how I started doing readings. And the rest kind of just took off from there. Yeah. And I'm always so fascinated, um, you know, being someone who really does love channeled work. And I always say to the audience, you know, use your discernment. There are a lot of people out there who channel or claim to channel and bring through lots of things. And, you know, whatever um, I'd say, just use your discernment. So the sources that I follow, I absolutely adore. And I get such a kick out of hearing the stories about how it began. And, you know, for example, one that I think many people would know would be Esther Hicks and how it started as I think she said a meditation and her teeth started to chatter. And then then she noticed that her nose was moving in the shape of letters. And then it became this um, almost car accident where the voice came through her mouth for the first time. And it sounds like mm. for you, it was a very easy transition into receiving that information. Well, and honestly, that's what made me so suspicious because I, I really, I mean, I, I really, you know, I was somebody who was going to self-growth workshops, but I, and, and I loved tarot readings because something happened for me in a tarot reading that I understood once mm. the energy connected with the cards and the reader. And there was one reader that I used to go to a lot. Um, something would happen to my body that felt home and that felt true. Um, but no, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for channeling. And I genuinely believed, you know, I should have starved myself for 60 days and been <laughs> meditating on a mountain. You know, I really, I really had that belief. So at first I thought, well, this is too easy. I must be making this up. But there would be things they would know and tell me about that I knew I'd never heard anywhere else yeah. and that weren't my thinking. Um, so, yeah. And then and then the acid test for me was was when I started doing it for other people. And, and it took me a long time to be broken down into submission by everyone else's gratitude and praise mm. of what had happened for them. You know, the, <laughs> I definitely wanted to disassociate from it for quite a while um, because I didn't want to be the weird channeler, you know, I'd already been the overweight kid. And that's one way that people look at you a certain way. Um, and then I came out as gay in my late teens. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that you have to kind of put into the mix. Mm -hmm. So I, I really didn't want to take channeler on as well. <laughs> I was like, surely I've done enough, you know, surely I've had enough of being the weird one. But, um, you know, truth be told, the funniest thing that I will say now, and I tell people this, I've been doing this for 14 years. I can't tell you how many people, whether it's, you know, a top CEO that I'll work with as a one-on-one -on -one client or someone that I'll meet who's an interviewer or, you know, a, a public person who's known for their work in the self-growth field, people literally come up to me, they get close to me and they whisper in my ear and they say, you know, I channel too, but I don't tell anyone I do. It's kind of like you become the poster child for... Um, some people to confess to you. And what you start to realize is it's a lot more prevalent than um, people quite realize, and certainly a lot more prevalent now than it was 10 years ago when I first, it was actually 12 years ago, I first put my channeling work out on the internet. Yes. And, and so um, in terms of the entities for whom you channel, 
who are they? What do they call themselves? And that kind yes. of thing. <clears throat> so when I asked this voice that I was hearing, that was very, very male, very clear, very loving, um, but strong, stronger than my voice. Um, he said, well, we don't have names, but we know human beings <laughs> like names. So we'll give you a name. You can call me Zachary. And I am the lead spokesperson for our collective. And they said, our collective, we're a collective of 88 energies that extend wider into source. So they said, you can think of us as a consciousness library, because I was I was kind of like, well, are you angels? Are you aliens? You know, what are mm -hmm. you? Because I'd, I'd, I'd heard different people who channeled all these different entities. And they said, no, we're, we're, we're more of a, um, an, an energy field of galactic source. Mm. So basically, even though they said some of us have had lives, um, they said we are we are not coming from a place of being a defined energy or a defined entity. So what I noticed whenever I channeled them, because I, I call them the Zs now, because um, I should just back up here a second. Mm -hmm. After a year or two, two female entities within the group made themselves known. And I was already a public channeler. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them said, my name is Zafariah. And the other one, her name was Zayadora. So for a little while there, I would channel the three of them. And I was, of course, again, deeply uncomfortable. Oh, great. Now I'm <laughs> a man claiming to be chaining female entities, which is going to really annoy some women. And I totally get it. And I understand, you know. So anyway, it's all it's always good because it breaks down your own personal resistance. Yeah. So, um, so, so then they after a few years of that kind of they kind of just got back into one collective again. And they said it's been useful to separate out for a while. But now where your society is going, it's good for us to just be a fusion once more. You can call us the Z's. Okay. So um, that's what I call them. Yeah. And would you say one of the another thing that I really enjoy, um, and I'm thinking particularly right now um, of two channels that I follow pretty closely, one of whom you know very well, Sarah Landon, who channels for the mm -hmm. council, and yes. Paul Selig, who channels for a group called Melchizedek. Um, both of them have talked about that the experience of receiving the messages, and I'm saying not just you, Lee, but the, the people who are listening to it, it's not just about the words, but it's an energetic experience. Would you say that's the same for the Zs, that just by listening, it the energy itself transforms? Absolutely. Um, I th I, th that's kind of the thing that they have always said as well. They've talked about the frequency that is transmitted during a channel has a vibrational effect on us as human beings that mm -hmm. can uplift, that can move energy, that can move emotion, and that can also reveal clarity and revelation. So what I always announce when I'm channeling live with a group um, is I say to them, don't worry if you drift off and you stop listening to the words that mm -hmm. are coming through me. The whole point of listening to a channel is it's designed to help you open your third eye, your crown, and for some, listening to every word is what does that. But for others, being in that presence of a channeled energy with a room of people who are also opening to that frequency, it can give you quite a transcendent state that is more than just a state that is in that moment pleasing. It actually has a vibrational shift on your life. So it's often why people have very euphoric experiences, those that channeling works for, they'll have very euphoric experiences. And then what I started to notice, especially in the early days when I was working in the channeling world, which I didn't know existed before I kind of got taken in there as a speaker, mm -hmm. I noticed that people had trouble grounding it and people had trouble leaving a channeled message which uplifted them and figuring out how to apply some of those messages and lessons to their life, which is why I really started to work a lot as an energy intuitive. So not mm. channeling disease, but actually talking about, you know, the, the same thing I talk about in my monthly energy updates. How is the energy of our planet affecting us on a day-to-day -day reality level? And how do we move and flow with that? Um, because I did notice as people were frequency shifting, they often didn't know how to get back to the ground. Um, mm. And that was interesting to me. Yeah, very. And it makes me think of something just as I mentioned, coming out of the Science and Spirituality Conference, Greg Braden is um, part of an organization and working with HeartMath Institute. And they are actually now measuring um, the uh, effect of our energy or our consciousness as humans on the energy of the planet and vice versa, kind of how those two 
um, combine. And, and we it's just so cool, the things he put up on the screen. We are seeing how these energetic shifts or the consciousness changing or raising that we're doing is actually uh, interacting with the planet in a um, uh, scientifically based recordable way it's so oh goodness i just love it so i think that's so cool. i love that too that's so important <laughs> because it people people need proof and if they're not having an energetic experience in themselves um if they don't have a you know an experience of being opened or a transmission if they see that it's measurable and there is some documentation of that then that helps people understand what's going on so i think that's fantastic yeah yeah and i will just say for my own anecdotal evidence it's funny you just articulated it in a way that connected some dots for me um uh you know when i was first starting my business there were days when monday would come around and i I felt the weight of of effortfully trying to create something, and I wasn't as spiritually. I wouldn't say I'm spiritually aligned now, but I am, <laughs> I feel like I can. I know where how to to reach higher vibrations, and I know what practices work for me. Let's just say that. So, so and a practice that I adopted back then because I just didn't know what else to do was, for example, this is when I first. Um, I of course was already following Esther Hicks and Cryon and Lee Carroll, but one of the things I started doing was taking Sarah Landon's channelings from the council. And I would just lay in bed and I would just let the channel wash over me when I couldn't get out of bed, when my energy was low, when I didn't feel inspired or energized. And I noticed that that just like 15 minutes of listening to that could give me the energy to get out of bed. And then by the time I'd brushed my teeth, had my coffee, man, I was like inspired and ready to go work with clients or to write a blog. And so what you just said, I'm thinking, okay, over a period of six or eight months, I really think I credit the energetic experience of some of my favorite channels of really shifting where I was with my business and my life. It's, it's so true. It, it's interesting you say that because I have the same experience. And one of the things that I teach and that I constantly have to learn and relearn for myself is um, that it, it's what we choose to apply will help us cultivate joy, but we actually have to cultivate it. Mm. I think sometimes people listen to channels and then they come away from the channel or, or if not a channel, you know, an empowerment book or something that uplifts them. And I, I think dealing with our more dense emotions is the tricky part, especially as, you know, as I said earlier, when Oprah Winfrey was talking to people about their heavy emotions, it was so liberating for, for me as someone who was feeling a lot mm -hmm. to, to have people disclose this and share with each other how they get through it. Whereas I think traditionally, those of us who are around at this time on earth, there hasn't been a lot of talk about the difficult stuff. Mm -hmm. There's often an aspirational value that we've all been taught to work towards, you know, oh, get this status, get this money, get this husband or wife, get this car and, and everything's going to be fine. And of course it isn't. So um, the, I think what you're sharing for me is so the work of light workers. It's that we are learning how to maintain our frequency and hold that vibration. And what do we have to apply to stay there? Because we do have an effect on everyone else. So you do it for yourself and you do it for others. And the more of us learn to do it, the more it does change the map of the planet. But but I also hear you, Sonny. I, I, I've had those days in bed myself. You know, it's like where you're like, oh, my God, I can't get up. Yeah. But it doesn't take much to just shift you. And I, I think that's, to me, one of the most amazing things about being a human being, how quickly things can turn if you are open for a solution or you try something that may have worked in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I actually call it it's actually now that I figured out that it worked for me. I have my clients do it now. And I basically I call it emotional speed dial. What I really want to call it is vibrational speed dial. But I'll call it that perhaps when I'm, I'm not all of That's my clients great. are down with the language. But yeah, so I have two or three things. And, and Sarah Landon's council channelings are one of them. And you're going to go right on the top of that list now, oh. Lee, with the C's. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, why don't we do this? Let's take our break. And when we come back, I would love to, you mentioned a few moments ago, the energy updates that you do with mm. disease. Um, now, um, I'd love to hear more about those. And then I've got some other questions to ask you. Um, you are listening to Sunny in Seattle. I am joined today by Lee Harris. If you'd like to find out more about this globally acclaimed intuitive messenger, go to LeeHarrisEnergy.com. That's LeeHarrisEnergy.com. And we will be back in just a few. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? 
If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story, and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available for pre-order today on Amazon.com. After countless tries to find healing for a devastating low back pain, Dr. Andy Marone met with his mentor and discovered a balance and clarity he never thought possible. He left his job as a software engineer and began a lifelong journey of learning the power of quality chiropractic care and enzyme nutrition and never looked back. He believes in not just treating pain, but removing roadblocks and paving the way to a happy and healthy life. Join Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner Mondays from 9 to 10 a.m. on Seattle's Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Alternative Talk 1150 is like no other radio station. Here we provide a platform for the exchange of great ideas and positive energy. Our radio shows vary greatly, but do share a common goal of bettering listeners' lives. Perhaps you're ready to join our family of radio show hosts. Learn how affordable and rewarding it can be to host your own radio show. Call me, Eric Cream, at 425-653-1150. That's 425-653-1150. And let's discuss your radio dream. Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy, joined today by Lee Harris. Um, find out more about him by going to LeeHarrisEnergy.com. Um, no, before the break, we were talking to Lee a bit about, um, you know, how he became a channel and uh, the, the group called The Z's uh, that he channels for. And um, Lee, one of the things you mentioned that you have been doing now, gosh, I think if I'm doing my math correctly, for about six or seven years, are um, regular energy updates. Can you tell us about those and what people can look for if they like to check those out? Yes. Um, so these are free videos and also we turn it into an audio podcast. So if people like to listen to podcasts, they can find that underneath Lee Harris Energy Updates uh, on iTunes. Um, and what I do is every month I just talk about um, what's coming through me um, around the energetic pulse on the planet. So. I will perhaps share some of the things that I'm noticing happen as a pattern among people who are sensitive, awake, conscious, and also tune in on what's to come. So usually right before I do one of those videos, I just go intuitive for a while and I will get given one, two or three themes. And then when I turn the camera on, I just deliver it live. Um, so, you know, like I, I love seeing these videos out there and I think there are many people doing them now. And I think we all have a different piece to share. but. Some of the themes that really come through me seem to be about how to live your life during these times as a sensitive person and how it might all be affecting you. Yeah. And I will say I listened to um, several months worth, you know, on my drive today and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, this is so spot on because I had a pretty hard February and March for various reasons. Um, and then some other things that were actually really good happened in May and everything that you said really aligned with my experience. Then it made me want to ask, do these energetic updates apply to the entire human collective or is it more like the soul group that really resonates with you and the Z's, for example? 
I, I would imagine it's got to be the latter. And, and even within that, um, you know, I know there are some people who watch the updates religiously every single month. And then I know there might be other people who say, oh, I haven't seen one for three months, but I tuned in on this one. So I kind of put them out there and I trust that whoever is meant to find them will will find them at the right time. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm suspecting that it's for a certain number of people. Yeah, I would be very surprised if everyone w- would relate to all of the energies or even the language that I use, because mm-hmm. I know that for some people, these terms aren't necessarily terms they use, even though I try and keep it as broad and as open as I can in the way that I, um, the way that I use language. Yes. And, you know, before we move on or switch gears a little bit, is there anything that you'd like to share around June or upcoming in July that um, listeners might be interested in? Well, the one thing that I think is 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 really interesting about this year. Um, if you've never heard one of my energy updates, then it might be new to you, this idea that we're moving at such speed now um, that you can literally go through eight things in one day that previously might have taken you two weeks to a month <laughs> to experience. So it, it does make it feel a little bit like you're in the washing machine. Um, but at, at the same time, what we're all getting calibrated for is more multidimensional, higher vibration living. And in order to do that, things have to speed up. So the one thing that came up a lot in the June energy update was this theme of power and vulnerability and how those two things are offsetting this month. So how that might look for you is you might be really experiencing a new level of your power in your life. And that might just be wonderful or that might have some challenges along with it. You know, you may be in a power battle with someone as part of that upshift. You may be on the other side. You may just be experiencing a new level of your vulnerability. And again, that might be feeling less happy or it might be a really nice experience where you feel soft and vulnerable and able to be vulnerable. But often each month there are usually two or three key themes that show up and then how they shake out for all of us show up very differently in our lives. So I try and in in about 12 minutes do my best to cover as much as I can. But as I said, it's very... um, it's an unscripted message. It's me as an intuitive messenger. So I know that when I turn the camera on um, and when I turn the camera off at the end, I've done my job. If I don't really remember what I said, and usually if part of me walks away going, oh, I wish I'd said a bit more about that, then I know I did my job because it's not my job to interfere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm basically saying what needs to be said for the people who are going to hear it because really as an intuitive messenger, what you're doing is translating energy into words. And, you know, if you were a narcissistic messenger, you'd just be talking about yourself. Um, But if you're really trying to work for others, then what you have to do is kind of, in the same way that you read the energy of a room, you read the language of energy as, as an intuitive messenger and you let it come through you. Yeah, and you just created a really beautiful segue for the next question I had, which is around narcissists and empaths. Um, you mentioned if you were a narcissistic messenger, <laughs> you probably <laughs> would be handling it a little differently. Um, so thank goodness you are not. But for those people out there, um, um, narcissism, um, as Kristen, Dr. Kristen Neff puts it, is at an epidemic level right now. Um, and mm-hmm. so, Lee, I know this is something that you have had some personal experience with in terms of being an empath. Um, with some narcissistic and um, I mean, and I also all those cluster B personality types, narcissism, sociopathy, psychopathy, you know, I, those are all um, very intertwined. Um, but, you know, what tell me about your experience with that. And then this course that you've created, Empaths versus Narcissists, for those out there listening who may identify as an empath and need some support here. Yeah, great. So um, I'll try and keep this as simple and as brief as I can. So. Traditionally, empaths are people who feel a lot and who want to experience harmony in their world and in the world. And often empaths will be people who are in caring or nurturing professions who want to essentially elevate whoever is around them. Now, of course, empaths are also human beings. And so there might be areas that any empath have that they could grow through or work on. But in general, that's their ethos. The other piece about empaths is they tend to feel things that are going on in others that are unspoken. So, for example, a really extreme case might be if you're with a friend and this I'll actually share this example from a friend of mine who I know gives this example. You might be with a friend who's drunk. 
you're not drinking anything, any alcohol, and you leave that party feeling drunk because yeah. you were merging with that friend and you essentially joined the energy field with that friend. So this can be a gift and a curse. And what often happens with narcissists is they have low empathy um, or no empathy, depending on how extreme they are on the scale. And they are looking to serve and feed their own agenda first and occasionally, some narcissists will have you know, a few special favorite people they will shine their love on, but generally, their way of being is to draw energy from others. The empath's way of being is to give energy. So again, on both sides, I'm sure there, are, there are like light and dark uh, moments that each would have too, but in general, what happens when an empath is attracted to a narcissist, they will start to do things like justify a narcissist's behavior because of their difficult childhood. They'll say, oh, well, the reason she gets angry at me and screams at me three times a week is she had really bad parenting. And the empath will justify this over and over again in order to try and soothe the narcissist's wound or serve the narcissist's agenda. Or in really bad cases, the narcissist will be doing things to the empath that are entrapping them. So at the beginning, a narcissist can come off as very charming, they love you, they adore you, they want to give you everything. And then once you're in the relationship or once you've moved in together or you're in a committed relationship, slowly the behavior starts to turn. And what tends to happen for many empaths is they stay for as long as they can. And usually the empath leaves the narcissist eroded with nothing, um, often leaving with no material goods, kind of leaving everything behind in order to just try and get out. Um, and why I did the course Empaths versus Narcissists is I think there's a lot of information out there on this topic now. And it kind of blew my mind how when we released the course, because I was working on it for about five months, it was blowing up. I didn't realize that, you know, this topic was going to be so hot by the time that we were releasing it. But of course, you know, none of us are acting in a bubble. There's always a, a group energy that's moving through us. Mm -hmm. And what blew my mind was I saw lots of victim-based information for empaths about how awful narcissists were, how evil they were, they're terrible people, you poor empath. And what I knew from my own recovery process was what I had to do once I'd recovered was understand why the hell I ended up there in the first place. Mm -hmm. And because like many empaths, I had three strong examples of bringing these relationships into my life. I was curious at what my patterns were doing to allow a narcissist pattern into my world. So that's what I created the course for. It's more than just a recovery or an understanding course. It's actually giving you a chance to identify the relationship you were in, figure out what happened to you, heal the shattered self, um, really focus on self-care and committing to seeing clearly in the future. And you know, there's, there's several, I think there are 13 modules in the, in the course. And the one thing that people usually leave a narcissist relationship feeling is they lose their power, they lose their joy, and they lose their charisma. And usually that's because there's only room for one in the relationship to hold all of that. So they've given it away. So that's why I really wanted to do this in-depth course. And it's 10 hours long. It's video teaching. There's some channeling in there. My husband, Stephen Washington, who is a Qigong teacher, among other things, he teaches some Qigong to help people rebuild their sensory bodies because mm. you tend to abandon your own senses when you're in that kind of relationship. So it's very comprehensive. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled to say that the response to it has been phenomenal because I'll be honest, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't want to revisit it myself and it was so powerful and, and I'm so glad I did. But, you know, the day after I finished the five days of filming, I, I definitely was in tears the next morning and during the process of it as I, as I went, as I relived some of my experiences. And, and I mean, my story is, is not as bad as some of the other stories out there. So yeah. I really just feel for everyone who is going through this, who has been through this, and I'm delighted to have been able to offer something like this. Yeah, I'm so glad you are because, you know, as I mentioned, there's narcissism. And I think not only is it at epidemic levels, but now we're recognizing it more. And just to to piggyback on something you said um, that, you know, the often the empath will say, oh, well, they had a they had a, an abusive childhood or they were treated poorly by their family. 
And there is so much science out there now to support that nurture. I mean, nurture can definitely contribute to it, but it's definitely nature as well. There is Mm. brain chemistry and brain, um, like different portions of the brain are sized differently um, in people who have been diagnosed or identified as narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths. So, guys, if you out there are thinking that you can just love this person better, their brain is actually wired and structured differently than yours. Don't try to change it. Just get out. <laughs> so Absolutely. And, and it, I love that you bring that up because that's one of the empath flaws. Um, it's this, I loved what Elizabeth Gilbert said in her book, Eat, Pray, Love, which I read about a year after I got out of, you know, my, my worst one. Mm-hmm. And she talked about um, falling in love with the highest potential of, of men. Yeah. versus the reality. And and I think empaths have a tendency to, or can have a tendency to idealize and romanticize how they want it to be versus what's actually happening in front of their eyes. And they're willing to compromise on what they're experiencing because of their wish for things to be better. So in, in a way, the gift of going through one of those relationships is it wakes you up, it shakes you up, it drops you on the ground really hard but then you never fully leave the ground again in, in, in a good way, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, and if, if out there you are identifying um, as perhaps needing some support and you would like to um, uh, access this course, just go to Lee's website, which is leeharrisenergy.com. Um, so, you know, for those out there listening, we have a really special treat for you. Um, Lee has agreed to graciously bring through the Z's today, um, and we're going to do that in the final um, probably 10 minutes or so of the show. But before we do that, in just the next few minutes, Lee, I know if people want to actually connect with you in person, you've got some upcoming events that people may want to take advantage of. And I've got the uh, the details here if you need me to the, talk dates and things, but tell us what you've got coming up um, that people can connect with you in person in. Great. Thank you. Yeah, we have two two final events this year. Um, one is at the Omega Center in Rhinebeck, New York, and that is in August. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sunny, are the dates the 10th to the 12th? You got uh, it August? right. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that will be a three-day energy mastery um, event. Um, it will also be two evenings because we're doing a, uh, a sound healing and music and channeling concert for the whole campus on the Saturday night. Mm. So even if you're at Omega that weekend and you're already booked for something else, do come see us for the free concert on the Saturday evening. We'd love to have you. Um, and then last but not least, our, our big annual Soul Magic Retreat, um, which we do near the end of each year, that's taking place in Costa Rica at the most incredible center. It's called the Blue Spirit Retreat Center. It's in Nosara. It's so powerful. We are minutes from the beach in this gorgeous place. And it's a great way if you want to really set up the energy of 2019 for yourself in a really supported abundant nature filled way that week with us is what we offer and we'll be doing everything from channeling through to uh, self-development sessions through to art through to dance through to music um, but we Stephen will be teaching qigong and pilates we basically make it a really rounded program for a week with a few outings into costa rica um, so yeah we still have some places available for that and that's at the end of august i think it's Sorry, end of October. October 27th, maybe? That's correct. October 27th through November 3rd. I'm glad I'm remembering these dates. (laughs) That's great. I know. I always consider it. Your job is to show up and provide the magic. It's (laughs) everyone else's to remember the details. So (laughs) that's why I have the dates. Oh, great. Thank you. It does help when you remember the details. I I try (laughs) try to. (laughs) Um, Yes. And of course, if those are uh, sounding like something you want to participate in, uh, just check them out at leeharrisenergy.com forward slash events. Um, And so we are, it's so funny how these things work. It actually isn't funny. It's just exactly how it always goes. We have exactly like 10 minutes left, Lee, and we had talked about doing 10 minutes of channeling. Um, Would you like me to lead a brief little entry meditation? Okay, while Lee brings in. Okay, awesome. Lee is going to connect with the Z's and bring those in. And um, while we have a few minutes here, I want to lead us in a quick heart coherence technique. And when we do this, we access Oh, the incredible power that comes from connecting the head with the heart, the heart with its electromagnetic field that is 6,000 times more powerful than the brain. And when we get in this frequency of alignment, we are really resonating with the heartbeat of the earth. So just beginning to breathe restfully and deeply through the nose. 
And as you're breathing restfully and deeply through your nose, bring your awareness to your heart. And you may want to put a finger there, a prayer mudra, a palm, whatever feels good to you. And as you're breathing restfully and deeply with hand or finger on heart, I want you to think of someone or something that you feel compassion, care, gratitude, or appreciation for. So I'm going to think of my dog. You guys think of someone you feel care, compassion, gratitude, or appreciation for. And as you're breathing restfully and deeply with awareness in the heart, thinking those things, you are now in heart-brain coherence and ready for a message from disease. Ha, huh, good. Welcome, dear creators, for that is what you are. Uh, many of you may have identified at this time or a past time as a seeker. And we will say that the age of the seeker is over. It is not that there won't be moments of restoration for you as you look to the skies or consciousness or your participation with nature and having moments of presence in order to restore your soul, but you are no longer seeking. You are now creating, and that is what has changed on your planet quite rapidly since 2012. This is an era where many of you have had to let go of not just old ideas, but literally mm, relationships, uh, places you lived, and structures. And we are aware that to the ancestral human body, this can be quite distressing. Uh, for there was a time on Earth where staying with your local tribe was what your survival needed. And yet in the age of oneness, many of you are bridges to this idea and this reality of the fact that you are all connected. So many of you have been pioneers and your friends may find it strange that you moved a location or separated a friendship or a relationship suddenly that they would not have. The truth is, it's not separation you were seeking, it was connection. So you were aware that to go to the next level of connection and oneness in your life and to birth this for the planet, you needed to lead and show the way that you are moving on to pastures new all of the time as creators. And that does not mean you cannot have lifelong friendships, lifelong loves. But we say this to give you a little perspective, those of you who are grieving the loss of times past or loved ones. These uh, feelings that you have are not just yours. It is part of the collective uh, DNA to mm, be a little afraid that you are moving away from certain relationships. So even in this act that many of you have gone through, you are changing your society. So the reason that we and other messages will speak to you about coming back to the present as much as you can is those of you that are seekers and creators of new consciousness on earth, you tend to want to look ahead at the map and the end result, uh, meaning you want to see a more conscious world. So you wonder, will it come in 10 or 20 or 30 years? And the truth is, None of that will ever satisfy you. If you are trying to have an effect on the planet that is far greater than your own personal reach through your life, through your immediate community, perhaps through the lives of those that you touch, and we are aware that many of you have a wide radius in terms of satisfying for you. If you are not able to, shall we say, stay with the present and trust the energy that you are creating and shifting that day. So this age of all of you as creators is upon you. And it means many of you will be tentatively, perhaps fearfully, thinking about new things that you want to do. We will give you this piece of advice. Uh, you will see this play out a lot in 2018 and 2019. You will get three, four, five, six, seven, eight ideas that if you don't act on them, they will continue to build and grow. We will explain. Let's say you are offered a move to Texas and some part of you wants to jump at it because you know you need to leave your home and it looks like a good deal. But you listen deeper to your soul and it does not feel completely 100% like a yes. There will then be another offering that will come your way. Perhaps it will be Seattle that will be offered to you and that will feel a little more like a yes, but still not quite. If you keep waiting until all of you lights up and knows to move forward, you will find that at this time, many of you are what we call jumping timelines, but that requires patience. So rather than taking the first offer or the first 
thing that comes along. Even if a part of your body is dying to lock it all into place and have a new structure, you will notice that in the years of 2018 and 2019, many of you are building enormous shifts into your outer and daily reality. But you are doing it with architect's plans rather than building brick after brick after brick and then having to knock the house down again and rebuild. So you are in a time of upgrade, but it is happening very much from the inside out first. And we are aware that some of you get alarmed when you look at what's going on on the planet and you want things to shift or change or improve faster. We will again remind you that in terms of consciousness as a continuum on the planet, there is no such thing as a linear time or a linear endpoint. Instead, you are traveling through this enormous time of transformation. And the personal transformation for many of you is you are moving from being a seeker to a creator. Because when you create with a new level of consciousness, when you bring through a piece of art or a, a company that you create or an offering to another individual through one-on-one -on -one work or just a smile or a conversation, you affect the vibrational reality of the whole planet. So the light that you seek outside you is now the light that you can run through your system. And that is what is required. So we will leave you with this final thought. For any of you thinking how much you enjoy this show or Sunny's bright, bright frequency and the guests that she brings through it, and this is your food, be aware that you are also food for someone or some groups in your life. You are taking the energy that you receive here and you are running it through your system as a creator when you create a smile or you create an experience for others. So that is how consciousness spreads on the planet. It's for you to create with it than to seek it outside yourself, unless you need a little restoration, in which case that seeking will be temporary to get you back into your creatorship. So with all of that said, we wish you all great peace and great love and an honor to be with you today. Hmm. Lee, thank you. My Ooh. gosh, Zs, thank you. That I know that that message um, hit some people really uh, specifically in their heart, and I was one of them. So. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank you. It was a pleasure to do it and to be here with you guys. Yes, absolutely. So um, as we bring the show to a close, um, Lee, I just want to make sure people have got your information, and the website is leeharrisenergy.com. Um, I also, um, I am going to be signing up for your portal. <laughs> so um, um, for those out there listening, this is a way to stay connected with Lee and the Z's um, on a monthly basis. Is that correct? Yes, we actually do an exclusive video broadcast every month, which is live, but is forever archived. So if you're in the portal, you can always go back and watch it another time. And I go deeper on the themes of the month in that broadcast. And then I take about an hour of audience questions, both from the energy intuitive side and I channel disease. So um, you get that, you get the latest monthly recording. Stephen does exclusive Qigong in there every month. You get a store discount. Uh, there's a community forum. Yeah, the list goes on. Oh, awesome. Um, and it is very, very reasonably priced, guys. So check it out at LeeHarrisEnergy.com. Um, and maybe we'll see each other together in the portal. Um, Lee, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It has been such an honor to speak with you today. And the Z's, um, thank you for being my guest. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And love to everybody listening. Yes. Uh, thank you all for listening to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy. Don't forget to join us next week. And in the meantime, go out there and cultivate some joy. 